Dave, I need help fast. I get phone calls all the time for commercial service work that I've got to turn away. My techs are motivated. I just don't have a way to get them all trained. You know I can help with that, right? I'll even come to you. Wow, really? You'll come to me? Yeah. Yeah, I have courses covering everything from sectional to rolling fire doors. I can even help you get your tech IDA certified. We offer business training one-on-one or in a group setting. That's awesome. How can uh, how can anybody else get in touch with you? You can reach us at mountonsitetraining at gmail.com. Call us at 410-984-0256 or visit our website, www.mountonsitetraining.com. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to Monday Morning Mindset with me, your host, Greg Giaquinto. This is your weekly reminder to take a deep breath. (sighs) Welcome back to another week. Um, I'm looking forward to this week. As usual, Monday is my favorite day. It's the first opportunity-filled day of the week. It's when a lot of people that, you know, took the weekend off, get back to work and you know, it's a good day. Monday is a good day. If you don't look forward to Mondays, if you wake up and you dread what's happening Monday and that happens every week, it's time to consider a change. Uh, But that's a different conversation for a different day. Fridays are great too. I enjoy Fridays. I understand my kids love Fridays because it's the weekend, no school, right? It's time off. But when you enjoy what you do, Mondays are fantastic. It doesn't really matter what you do. You can find joy and find passion in things. Uh, Some people find passion in things that pay them very well. Some people find passion in things that don't pay very well at all. And if you're happy, you're happy. But that's not what this is about. This week, I actually want to talk to you about perceived value. I've become more of a consumer than I ever had been before. And the reason for that is I now depend on sales for my income. And I've actually come to enjoy and have passion in what I do. And I want to be better at it. I don't want to just make a lot of money. I want to provide the most value that I can and help as many people as possible. And I want to be compensated for it. But I feel the burden to prove my worth and build that value. And perceived value can actually be more important than actual value. Whether you agree or disagree with that, hear me out. I'll explain. When I was 16, I worked at Sears selling treadmills. Maybe 17. My second job, right? Commission. I got paid four fifty an hour plus commission. And most weeks, I was making like 18 to $22 an hour, right? That was pretty sick for being 17, you know, 20 years ago. That was good money. That was good money. $20 an hour right now isn't, isn't terrible. It's not, you know, but when you're 17, make it $20 an hour 20 years ago, that was pretty damn good. I thought I did pretty well. But the big push, right, was these warranties. So I sold sporting goods, tents, weight sets, treadmills. So like the big ticket item was the treadmills. And they used to push really hard for us to sell the warranties. But I personally didn't see the value in it. And that's probably why I had a hard time selling it. 
my impression of warranties and maintenance plans is the same as like insurance. They're betting that more people will purchase it than actually use it. It's gambling. But as with gambling, the house always wins. It's kind of fixed, right? So they got to do the math to make sure that enough people purchase the warranty versus the number of people who make warranty claims because otherwise there's no money in it. But if you do the math right and you sell enough of them, there's a lot of money in it. Uh, I actually do buy warranties on things right now. I do a little research. Uh, you know, there's the peace of mind aspect of it and the perceived value of it. Um, you know, I look at it for what it's going to do for me. So like I may perceive a, a particular warranty as valuable to me. You may look at that same thing and be like, yeah, I don't need that. I will buy something. And even though I could fix it myself, if it breaks, I question, do I want to fix it myself if it breaks? And how much time is it going to take out of my life from the things that I want to do? And that's kind of my, my decision-making process for me to buy a warranty. But back to um, Sears, my Sears job, right? So they push us to sell these warranties. I didn't really believe in it. I didn't really sell it. I sold a decent amount of treadmills, but I never really hit my sales goal for, for the warranties, right? Um, you know, and it wasn't like a forever job. And I worked there for like two years. So it wasn't ever anything like a big deal. Like I never got in trouble for not selling the stuff, but I never really always hit that sales goal. But I sold a lot of treadmills. So that was pretty cool. And I kind of always have hated like that used car sales mentality. And after I left that job, I was never in sales again. Never really, never in sales. Completely different realm, right? Public service. In public service, you go above and beyond without extra compensation. In sales and in business, you go above and beyond to give as much value as possible and to be compensated for that value. And so the difference between perceived value and actual value, I now am more of a consumer than I've ever been. And I pay attention to the way that I spend my money. I also am more willing to spend money on service and um, like my gut feeling than I am on a product, right? And so there are certain vendors that we deal with that when I call them, they always have a good attitude. Um, they they go, how do I explain this? They go above and beyond without actually going above and beyond. Their culture and their way of doing business aligns with mine. And so I do business with these companies because they align with my values, core values. That'll be another good episode. Um, they align with my values. I spend money with them. I will spend more money with them because I'd prefer to do business with them. So um, I guess what's the term widgets? You talk about widgets. So like widget A at company A is $10. Widget A at company B is $12. But company B treats me really well. They're on the ball. They call me when my backordered stuff comes in. Uh, they're always pleasant to deal with. I'm going to pay that extra dollar or $2. And so that's the company that we also strive to be. So that's your perceived value. How do people perceive you? What value do they perceive? So there's actual value, perceived value. $10 versus $12. That's actual value. Perceived value is what is that extra dollar or $2 worth to you? Some people 
will always go for the cheaper one, the $10, and they will put up with the BS to deal with that other company. I won't, not me. But I also strive to be that company that goes that extra mile, does that extra little bit, treats you better. And I want to be compensated for it. Okay, because those things, that difference costs money. We've got to pay our people better. I want my people to be some of the best paid garage door technicians in the country. I do. I tell them that all the time. I want to be the best. We want to be the best. We want to be professional. There's a, there's a level of professionalism that's lacking, I feel, in this industry. It's not as a whole. There's tons of professionals out there, but there's also a lot of non-professionals. I know you see that in other trades, but my push is to make this industry a trade, an actual trade, a profession. I've got a a 20-year-old guy that works for us that knows how to cut and cone and gauge torsion springs. He knows how to tell left versus right wind, not by the color of the freaking cone, but because he can actually identify the spring and convert it to a different cycle count. Two of the people that work at our company came from other companies. They weren't doing that at the two different places they were working at. That is the actual value that we're looking to add. The perceived value is when these technicians show up to your house, not only do they know their stuff, but if they can identify with you and relate to you, um, have a conversation with you, be pleasant. You get to Mrs. Jones' house in the garage, the garage, the garbage cans are at the end of the driveway. Carry those freaking empty cans back to the house for her. That is the value that we want to bring. That is the perceived value that when people think about us and when they call us, they think about those things. When Greg or when one of Greg's people, one of his team members came to my house, they brought in the trash cans. How, how nice was that? They didn't have to do that. They finished the job and they explained everything to me. Right? Go that little bit extra. Treat people like people. That's how you build that perceived value that you can charge extra for because everybody always says, how much should I charge? What do you charge for this? What do you charge for that? Well, there's ways that you can do that math, right? You could calculate um, how many dollars it costs you in an hour to send a truck to someone's house. There's a little bit of time involved in that. You need data. You need history. Um, Well, you you don't need that information. But, you know, if you know what your expenses are, you know, you can have someone help you break down your P&L and your balance sheet and how all that stuff works together, Right. That's the, that's the actual cash value. That's the actual dollar amount that you need. But then the difference between a company who charges $100 and $150 for the same service is that service, right? That service. That's where that other $50 comes from. That does cost, as a company, what does it cost, right? That costs, um, you know, team meetings. So you got to make time for team meetings. I can't stand... Hearing people talk about, oh, we don't have time for X, we don't have time for Y, we don't have time for Z. You got to all get on the same page. You all got to train. You all got to be consistent. 
you have to make time for those things. You have to do those things. That's where you build that perceived value. That's where you build that little bit extra. That's where you, that's where you build your reputation. You know, if you want to be the company that always answers the phone and always shows up at eight o'clock at night during your kid's, uh, you know, hockey game and you don't charge an emergency rate because you're just a good guy. Who's that fair to? Certainly not your kid at his hockey game. That's not fair. You can still perform that service, okay, on your terms, and you can charge for it and not feel guilty. You need to be compensated for your time, right? Think about things when you purchase things. What you're getting when you purchase it. And then think about what people are getting when they purchase things from you. We are trying to build that perceived value. We are trying to build, we have a great reputation and we're trying to, the challenge for us is keeping that reputation as we grow. That's our challenge right now. That's what we are working on. Maintaining that value. And because we do have to raise our prices to, to keep up with a material cost, right? B, increasing expenses. As we grow, we need more trucks, more tools, more, you know, we need someone to answer the phone. We need all these different things. We need different software. We need GPS in the trucks. We need everything. As you grow, your expenses grow. And so, you know, some of our longtime customers, we still have to, to make sure that this is a little bit extra challenge because of increased material costs. But, um, you know, we have some customers that are longtime customers we get some kickback from. And so we have to reestablish that that relationship. Not everybody is going to stay. Um, we've actually, we've actually lost some longtime clients over some of these price increases and some of the demands that they wanted of us that weren't fair to us as, as a company, as people, they wanted us to go the extra mile and, and answer the phone at the drop of the hat, but they didn't want to pay what that's worth. People will. And people do. And we continue to grow despite the fact that we've lost some of these clients, these customers. They don't align, align with our values. They don't align with who we are becoming, who we really are at our core. They don't align with that. And that's just a part of growing, right? And so we're just going to continue to work. We're going to continue to build our value. We're going to continue to charge what we need to charge. We're going to continue to get five-star reviews, and we're going to continue to do it with a smile on our face. We are going to keep training. We are going to keep doing what we need to do to provide the value that we charge for. I hope this made sense. Um, this is something that I've, I've grown a lot into over the past two, three, four years. It's definitely something that was a struggle for me. Um, you know, I'm here to hopefully open your minds. This is how I've opened my mind. This is how I've changed my perspective, my mindset, my definition of what value is by me not being so cheap. I'm able to provide more value to other people. Right. If I want to cut corners, 
on the things that I do, if I'm going to say, you know what, instead of hiring somebody who does a really great job at renovating kitchens, I'm going to spend four hours a night for the next six months and stay up late and hammer and nail and stuff while my kids are trying to sleep instead of spending time with my family. I could do that or I could pay somebody else who does it. They're going to do a better job in a lot less time, but you got to pay for it. That allows me to work harder at the things that I'm good at and build more value to be able to charge more for the things that I'm good at. But that's it for this week. I hope you guys got something out of this. This is, like I said, something that has been a struggle for me, something that I've learned and grown and figured out, something I'm still figuring out. And if you're at or behind or a little bit ahead of where I'm at now, um, you know, I feel like you probably could relate to this a lot. But as always, you know, I'm open to conversation. DM me, um, message me on Facebook. You know what I mean? I'm always open to growth. I'm always open to conversation. I look forward to this podcast, doing this podcast. I look forward to hearing back from you guys. I've gotten some great feedback on it. I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great Monday. I hope you guys crush it this week. See you next time.